Welcome back to another episode of Heart on the Hill. My name is Micah Hart. Thanks for tuning in today. It was great talking to Anna Paulina Luna last week about her race down in Florida. This week, everything's on the table. We're going to talk about midterms, the House and the Senate, and so much more. Without further ado, let's get into our news. According to the Associated Press, a special prosecutor is set to investigate Michigan Republicans who may have been involved in criminal issues in regards to the 2020 voting machines. U.S. News & World Reports stated that Dana Nessel, who is the attorney general for the state, asked the prosecuting attorney's coordinating counsel to look into charging nine people, which includes Matthew DiPerno, who is her opponent in November. The investigation is aimed at looking into the five voting tabulators that were taken from three counties in the state. It also found that these tabulators were broken into and had tests done to them. Now, I think what happened with this in 2020 was ridiculous. Nothing like this should happen. We need a fair system and fair and free elections. However, it is ridiculous what Nestle is doing, especially against her opponent. We need to focus on the race. And this is a big race in the state of Michigan, which has always for a while been this a swing state. And Nestle is now saying, you know what, we're going to look into this and basically tearing down her opponent through her job. That is ridiculous and unfair and unright. Now, we should look into things like this, I will say. But what's happening right now is a strategy to win an election through using the office to do things that will go after the opponent, which in my honest opinion is not right and shouldn't be accepted by anyone. So we'll have to see how this pans out and if Nessa will even agree to debate DePerno, which has been very up in the air as of now as to if that will even happen, which is in my opinion, again, ridiculous because the people deserve to hear from both candidates. People deserve to hear thoughts and what will be done in the state. That is a huge thing right now. People want answers for what's going on in this country. And, you know, up till now, we haven't gotten it from anyone. Anyone. We all still are concerned about things like inflation, immigration. There are issues that need to be talked about that aren't being talked about. We need to talk about elections. We need to talk about these things. Bring them up so that they can be heard and that people can feel heard. People probably aren't feeling heard right now. I mean, if I'm looking at it from my perspective, I don't feel heard by the politicians who represent me. I feel like they're just doing things and not caring about the people, which has been a problem for a while. But we need to start looking at things like this and things where people are using their power in the wrong way. Rays that are hurting our country and dividing it even more than it already is divided. The Senate is set to vote on the same-sex marriage bill in the coming weeks. The Senate Democrats, with Senator Tammy Baldwin at the helm, are trying to win over Republican support, even suggesting that some new language focused on religious liberty could be added. According to CNN, Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, hopes that this bill can be separate from the spending bill bill that must pass by September 30th. To overcome a filibuster, 10 Republicans are needed on this bill. Now, this all comes as Roe v. Wade was overturned this past summer, and Democrats are working to codify major issues such as the same-sex marriage issue. Now, this is a very interesting bill that we are looking into. It's a very complicated bill. There's so much going on 
in this particular bill and with specifically with Roe v. Wade being overturned, it's put a lot of pressure on Democrats to do something because they didn't codify um, abortion. They just let it go. And this is what happened. So now they're like, um, you may want to do something about that because we saw what happened already. And so Democrats are acting and Republicans have been on both ends of this as to what to do, because, you know, right now, and I'm going to say this and be super honest, I've already said this. It is not in the bag for Republicans. The House and the Senate are still up in the air. I'm not going to say it's in the bag until November. That's when you should say it's in the bag, when the election is done and we know what the outcome is. That's when it's in the bag, truly in the bag. But I will say Republicans in swing states should be concerned. They need to know what they're doing because the issue of abortion, as I will say later on, is a big issue for Democrats and even independents. And while other issues like inflation are huge, that abortion is a huge issue. And with that, with that concern of the Supreme Court um, reversing Roe v. Wade, is this concern of other things like same-sex marriage. Now, whether you agree with same-sex marriage or not, this also is coming down to an election and politicians look at it that way. How can I keep this seat? And Republicans need to look at that and say, you know, how can I keep the seat, but also hold to what my constituents voted for. Make sure I'm representing their values, representing what they would want done. Because it's not about me, it's about representing my constituents. They sent me here to represent them. And as I said in the last segment, that is not being done, but it needs to be done. And Republicans need to lead the way on that. So if there are some who are like, yeah, same-sex marriage, let's do that. Let's vote for that bill. Okay, fine. But if there are some who aren't, you know what? Fine. You're representing your constituents and holding to your beliefs and values. I admire that. And this is a very complicated issue. There's so much into bills that go into bills. And I'm sure the spending bill, if that got attached to it, that's going to cause a whole bunch of chaos because then you have spending, which Democrats and Republicans very much disagree on how things should be allocated and how things should be done. But also we want to avert a government shutdown. So what would the balance be there? And even the fact that people like um, Chuck Schumer are saying we want it to be separate is a good sign. We, re I personally really want it to be separate because I think you need to devote time to both so you have arguments and discussions. And that is really what should happen. And I don't know, I don't honest, obviously know what's going to happen, but I am hopeful that this is how it goes about. But September 30th is not that far away. So we shall see in the coming weeks how everything goes down and how these senators vote. It'll be very interesting to see what senators vote yes, no on this because it's so close to the election cycle uh, or the election coming up. So it'll be very interesting to watch that. And then even afterwards looking at, hey, who voted in these areas, what were their main voting issues, and why they voted that way, and see if this and other bills like it and the whole Roe v. Wade situation play out into this. It'll be very interesting to see. As of recently, congressional trips to Taiwan have become more and more commonplace. In August, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited to show her own support. Tensions with China are high in the area. China continues to put pressure on Taiwan by using military equipment and other means. 
This week, however, Democrat Stephanie Murphy and a group of their lawmakers traveled to Taiwan to show U.S. support. According to the Associated Press, Murphy worked with other lawmakers to introduce a bill that would provide funding to Taiwan that is very similar to the aid that is provided to Ukraine. And according to the Associated Press, again, the Biden administration did approve a $1 billion arms sale to Taiwan. Now, I think this is a big story and I think it's concerning and I want to spend some time on this. You know, we see what's going on in Ukraine. We see the chaos. We see a terrible, terrible nation trying to hurt another nation and take them over by such power and deadly acts. We see terrible actions. And I'm not saying everyone in Russia is terrible. There are people I'm sure who struggle with the whole idea of what's going on. But this nation right now, the nation is really dangerous. And we're seeing this with China. We're seeing Taiwan, who is standing up for what they believe in, trying to be pushed down, being pushed down by China. And, you know, this is such a difficult situation for the United States to be in. And a lot of countries, honestly, because China is such a leader. They control so many industries. They give us so much of our products and so many things that go into our products, even if the full product isn't from China. They give us a lot of that stuff. So it comes down to the U.S. needs to be involved, but the U.S. also needs to have this balance, sadly, because we've come, we've become so reliant on China, which again is ridiculous. We shouldn't be. We should be America first, making things here, doing it ourselves. So we don't have this problem, but we are. So what do we do now? Where do we go from here? And I truly believe we need to stand up as a beacon of liberty, a beacon of freedom, a country that says, you know what? That's not okay. What you're doing is not right. And we are standing up for democracy both here and abroad. However, I will say that the United States needs to be careful in what we get involved in. There's a fine line between just giving tons and tons and tons and tons of money and making sure we're safe too. Because if we look at it this way, at least how I look at it, the U.S. is giving a ton of money out to Ukraine, Taiwan, different countries. We give a lot of money out to protect these countries from very big threats. And that's great. We need strong allies. But we're giving a ton of money and we're struggling here as well. America should be put first. Our president and our leaders should be putting us first saying, what do the American people need? Because America is no beautiful place right now. It's not, everything's not, everything isn't going perfectly. We are struggling right now. We have inflation. Gas prices are crazy right now. There are a lot of financial issues right now. People are struggling. I look around and see it. You can see it around the country that people can't afford things anymore. And there are just other issues too that people are struggling with. And what is the government doing? Now, I don't believe in a lot of government intervention, but what are they doing? We're helping other countries, so why not help our own people? I mean, we do some to an extent, but we don't do 
what we're doing for other places. We are giving so much money away. And not only that, but we're increasing and increasing our national debt. That's going to be passed on for generations upon generations. I mean, I am a 19 year old and I'm already like, what about my kids when I have kids? What about my grandkids when I have grandchildren? What is that going to be like? Because we already have so much debt and I'm 19. And if we keep going down this path, we're just going to have more and more. And we're going to be, we're already stuck in this hole that we can't get out of because we just keep getting and taking more and more. We're not balancing the budget ever. We're not even trying anymore. We're just trying to spend and do that, which, you know, we should be helping, as I said. But we can't just do this to the point where it's only the U.S. getting involved. The U.S. is known to help. We are going to help. And everyone else is just like, oh, the U.S. has got it. They're good. They'll help. We're fine. No, we all need to come together, put our, do our part, but also not do more. We can't do more than is expected of us. We have to watch here and abroad. But that also includes, as I said, here, protecting here, protecting our people. And sadly, I don't think that's being done, but I think it can be. And I think it needs to be because America is struggling right now. And it's terrible to see. But I do hope that we can fix this. And I am I am optimistic. I know a lot of people are not about the situation. I think we need to remain optimistic and trust that we can get through this together. But that's the key word, is together. America is so divided right now. We won't stand if we're this divided. That's going to cause more chaos, division, hate, and further and further divide us and hurt us as a country. We don't have to agree on everything. We can agree to disagree. But what if we came together and said, you know what? Let's talk. Let's converse about this. Let's see what options we have to help put America first. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, whatever you are. Let's put America first. Let's make sure everyone in this country feels heard and supported and protected and treated as they should be. As an American citizen, that's what America needs to be. According to a recent NPR slash PBS NewsHour poll, both abortion and inflation are the leading issues for voters in the 2022 midterm elections. The survey found that 30% of people surveyed viewed inflation as their top issue, which is down seven points from back in July. Since July, however, abortion has risen in the polls to 20 two points, which is four more than in July. And for Democrats, the top issues are abortion, the January 6 hearings, health care, and then inflation. Republicans, on the other hand, are focused on inflation, immigration, and abortion. For independents, interestingly enough, it was a mix of inflation, then abortion, and then health care. Surprisingly enough, though, NPR pointed out that 58% of independents said the overturn of Roe v. Wade made them more likely to vote. Now, this is a very interesting poll, and I found it fascinating. I was reading it a few nights ago, and I was like, wow, this is interesting that this happened this way. Because we, I look at it, and I'm like, how do Republicans and Democrats need to run in 2022? And I think this gives you it right here. But it also gives you, like, that independents are still a little bit on edge about this because we see... That inflation is their top issue, but it's abortion second and abortion is pushing the overturn of Roe v. Wade is pushing them to go out and vote, want to vote. So it's an interesting dynamic. 
And I think independents do hold, obviously, heavy weight in this country. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, especially in swing states where we have abortion rights really chaotic, seeing what's going to happen, but also the pressures of inflation. Inflation's going on. So we'll have to see if what voters truly think is first right now and then what 2024 may bring because that will bring issues of its own. And I personally think abortion will be the number one issue in 2024 unless things change. We have several years till then. But I think right now abortion is going to be a big issue in the next upcoming presidential elections in 24. I also found it really interesting what Republicans and Democrats put. January 6th shocked me that that's even up there, to be completely honest with you. Now, I know uh, I talked about this last week uh, about January 6th, and I think, yeah, investigations are important and stuff, but this way is crazy. But the fact that Democrats are so like, that's what I want. That's a top issue of mine. January 6th, it's been over a year. Why is that your top issue? There are a lot of things going on. Healthcare makes sense. Healthcare is usually a top issue. Inflation should be a top issue right now with how bad our country is on that. Republicans, everything makes sense. Inflation, immigration, obviously there's a border crisis right now, literally makes sense and abortion. And so all of those really do make sense and line up with the Republican platform. But I was really surprised about um, the Democrats on January 6th because I think it's very interesting and I'd love to see like the breakdown of who identifies as a further left leaning and then a moderate left leaning person and see the same thing on the right and see where both fall and how it all pans out because I think that would be very telling. NBC News recently reported that Lieutenant Governor and Democrat John Fetterman agreed to one debate against Dr. Mehmet Oz for the Senate seat in Pennsylvania. Fetterman's campaign, however, would like the debate in mid to late October. Fetterman suffered a stroke back in May, which has been a sticking point for Oz's campaign, questioning the lieutenant governor's ability to be a senator. This is said to be a close race as Pennsylvania is a swing state and Republican Pat Toomey is retiring from the seat. Now, I found this to be a really interesting story as well, because if he wants to debate that late, that is already we're going to be getting absentee voting, early voting, things like that are going to start happening. If you're saying late October, that's right before the election. People deserve to hear before then about your beliefs and hear you against your candidate or your opponent. They deserve to hear you and your opponent at least once. I would say three times. I would appreciate three times as a voter because you can't get through every issue in an hour or two hours. You need time to get through those and then issues become more important throughout an election so right now it may be one issue but let's say in october it's another one so if we started now we could focus on things that are critical right now in the state and then say what's critical in october you know that's how it should be the people get to hear from you like that and it is concerning to me that fetterman did have a stroke and suffered from that and that this is kind of what the campaign is doing but i do wish him well and i hope that he continues to do well. I would never wish ill on any politician. That is not okay. But I really do think that debates are crucial in elections and should happen. I think they are important to, for voters to know. I think a lot of the time voters, you know, campaigns have websites, but voters like hearing from the candidates specifically, especially on a debate, televised debate, radio debate, things like that 
are what really help people, especially independents, I believe, decide and say, you know what? That was a good point. Oh, that's a good question. I wonder his answer or her answer. You know, those are things that people really like to hear about. I know as a young voter myself, I love listening to debates and watching and going to debates because it's fun and energetic. But also I get to hear from both sides and hear, oh, wait, I support this candidate, but also that point in his or her logic and what they want to do, I don't agree with, but it still at least lets me know what they're thinking. And I'm like, I probably won't change who I'm voting for, but it's good to know that that's out there. So I really think debates are important. Fetterman should do more or at least really push this one up. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Heart on the Hill. It has been great talking to you today, and I so look forward to doing this again next week with you. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend and a wonderful week next week. I will be back with you next week. Have a great weekend and God bless.